welcome back to A to Z Discussions. We're your hosts. I'm Alec. And I'm Zach. And today we got a left field podcast. We're talking about John Wick from 2014. But before we get into that, Zach, how have you been? It's been kind of a up and down last couple weeks. So two weeks ago, actually, the day right after we did our Attack on Titan podcast, I got COVID. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I had evaded getting Corona for, you know, the entire pandemic. But with Omicron the way it is right now, a lot of people are getting it. It's been pretty rampant through my office, and then a lot of people I know have been getting it as well. And I finally fell prey to it. I guess it was going to happen eventually, <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. It only lasted like the symptoms only lasted for about three days, and they weren't awful. It was just basically your typical flu-like symptoms. Uh, the only thing that was kind of rough was the headache. Like I had a pretty bad headache for all three of those days, so mm-hmm. I was having to take that Tylenol uh, just so that I could, you know, function. <laughs> but other than that, it wasn't too terrible. Kaylin ended up getting it too, obviously, because she lives with me. And her symptoms were like totally different than mine. Uh, whereas I had more like congestion, a cough and a headache and like a runny nose and all of that. She had like a 102 fever and nausea. Like those were her main two symptoms. And mm. she was like getting rashes on her body too from like the fever, which she says has had never happened to her before. But apparently that is a symptom of uh, one of the variants. So that's just how it was for us. But uh, we've been asymptomatic for about 10 days now. So, you know, five more than even the CDC said. Uh, and I'll probably return back to my office next Monday because I've been kind of working remotely ever since. Didn't want to get anybody else sick. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, during that period of time, though, we had our three year anniversary. And uh, initially, we kind of wanted to go to like this whole trip to a, like a vineyard and then walk around, get some wine and then have like a nice dinner. But since that was like the weekend after we got sick, we couldn't really do that. So uh, we ended up just like getting some takeout. You know, this was about five days after we got sick. Uh, We just ended up getting some takeout and then having some pho. And we had been asymptomatic for the CDC recommended guidelines. So uh, we could have gone out, but we decided not to. We just did like a stay in type deal and still got Mm -hmm. to kind of celebrate. So that was nice. Uh, That's good. But other than that, you know, just kind of doing quarantine things, working remotely. and. It definitely did get pretty cold uh, yesterday and today. It's like frozen up here. This is like the second coming of the winter storm. I I know we kind of talked about this in uh, our previous podcast, but not nearly as bad as the last one. There's not really any snow, just like a lot of sleet and some ice. Uh, But a lot of people aren't on the roads because it's pretty, pretty hazardous out there. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's cold. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not as cold here yet, but it's, it's getting there. Um. But speaking of the COVID stuff, what what Kaylin had, or what she, what you what you said, it sounded like kind of what I felt. I didn't mm-hmm. get any rashes or anything like that, but um, I did have like nausea, and I was like, I had a really bad fever. Um, but only for like a day and a half, mm-hmm. and then like I was fine after that. After that, I felt pretty normal. Yeah, for both of us, it really only lasted three days. Like three days for me, then three days for her, and that was it. And she got it the day after I got it. Uh, we might have even gotten it before that, but we showed symptoms like one day after each other. Mm-hmm. So whenever we both were feeling fine again uh, was about around the same time. So we've we've both been been pretty OK since. Good. Um, well, what I've been up to, Pokemon Legends Arceus came out last Friday. Mm-hmm. And I have been playing a ton of that. And, um, 
I recently just posted a TikTok and you've seen it and it's at like 97,000 views. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> blew up. <laughs> I don't even know why. I just like, I saw this like similarity thing from that Monster Hunter and I like sent it to you and like my brother. I was like, I'm going to post this on my, my personal TikTok account, which is probably a bad idea since it like went viral technically. Well, like a uh-huh. little bit. Um, so I had to like change my name and stuff just because I'm freaking out a little bit. <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was pretty cool, I guess. I guess I got to start posting media on my TikTok now, just like my Monster Hunter account. Yeah, dude, you're famous. Did you at least like link your Monster Hunter account? Uh, yeah, I did. It's, it, it's on the Twitter too. I mean, nice, sorry, nice. It's, on, it's on the TikTok. So there's a link directly to my Monster Hunter account. And then I also posted a Monster Hunter TikTok uh, also. So nice. there's that. Uh, so now I'm, I'm an influencer, everybody. <laughs> it's official. <You're> certified, <laughs> certified influencer. <laughs> Blue check mark and all. Just <laughs> that'd be funny though but anyway okay so this is like the most random movie recommendation that you've ever given i guess <laughs> um because what the the story you, you can explain the story about the the, the the dollar bin or whatever yeah yeah so uh this was like probably like a month ago honestly kayla and i were just walking around target you know on a little target date and i was walking by the dvd dollar bin it was like the five dollar bin and i don't I haven't bought a DVD in years, to be honest with you. Uh, and we were looking at this dollar bin and I was like, why not? I wonder if anything like actually good is in this bin, because now that almost nobody buys DVDs, I figured for five bucks, there's got to be at least like one or two good movies in here. So I like sifted through it and I saw John Wick. And we both know about John Wick. Uh, he's like a big figure in pop culture now. And, you know, Keanu Reeves kind of got it like a revitalization for him, you know, playing the role. And even, you know, the John Wick skin was in Fortnite. So a lot of media has been kind of centered around John Wick in recent times. And I know that like they're John Wick 2, 3, and then 4 and 5 are about to come out. So it's, it's getting up there with the amount of movies that are centered mm-hmm. around him. Uh, but anyway, I saw the movie and I was like, I've always kind of wanted to watch this movie and see what it's all about. And it was only five bucks. So I was like, why not? And I just like dropped the money on it. And then it's just been kind of sitting on my entertainment center uh, for the last few weeks. And we were trying to figure out like a podcast idea. And I was like, you know what? Might as well just watch John Wick. And I recommended it to you too. And here we are. Yeah. And I've never seen it. And um, so here's like a little, I mean, once we're going to talk spoilers, but this, this is, has nothing to do with that though. But mm-hmm. spoiler warning for me <laughs> is that my, my mom likes these movies. Okay. And mm-hmm. I've been at my parents' house. My mom's like watching John Wick two or three. I don't even remember just one of them. And um, I've seen like, bits and pieces and i've asked my mom questions about what's going on i've seen like maybe 20 minutes of like the second or third movie i don't even remember which one i watched so i had like some idea what was like some uh, uh i had like some foresight knowledge i guess yeah of what was what's going on and you know i, I watched it with sam last night she had like no idea what's going on so like i had some like i could, I could see stuff and i like had some like prior knowledge but sam had zero so we had like i had kind of like both perspectives kind of watching this movie last night uh-huh and um all i really knew about the first movie and this is what my mom said is like about some guy his wife dies some people kill his dog and he goes on a rampage and that's all i knew. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and come to find that's just the whole plot like there's yep. nothing more than that <laughs> there's really not much to it other than that <laughs> <laughs> which was a little bit of a letdown i thought that'd be a little bit more of a i mean it is kind of sad like the reasoning why and everything but like you know, I was hoping for a little bit more substance, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. Did you feel that way? 
Uh, so I, I was kind of like you. I saw like a little bit of it was this one, just John Wick number one. Uh, I think it was like a year ago. It was just something that was on TV whenever I was at Kaylin's parents' house. And I saw the part where the guys came and killed his dog. And I was like, what is going on here? And then I, I kind of saw the part two where Vigo's like talking about John Wick to his son. He's like, we call him the boogeyman. And then he was like building his legend, basically. And mm-hmm. I thought, because I, I, I stopped watching after that, I thought it was going to build into like this big epic, like, what was he going to do next? Obviously, John Wick wants revenge, but like, is there more to the story, you know? And I wanted to kind of see where that was going. So I was kind of let down, too, that the movie literally just was that. <laughs> like, what the five minutes or ten minutes that I saw, and then you never watched it again, basically built up the entire plot of the movie. There wasn't mm-hmm. much else to it, right? It's just, that's the motivation. Then he goes for revenge. And, spoiler alert, he gets his revenge, right? And then the movie kind of ends. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's basically it. Uh, but after watching it, I do understand why people kind of revered it so much. Because... I had never really seen an action movie that had the main character kill so like efficiently, like he was so precise, Mm -hmm. efficient. And there was like this cold brutality to the way he did it too. And of course it's Keanu Reeves as well, which, you know, he's legendary for playing Neo in the matrix. And I hadn't really seen him in any other truly iconic roles, which, you know, I think this now is becoming secondary or even his most primary iconic role. So that was definitely cool to see. 2077. Yeah, I know he was in that too. Uh, but you know, it did, it did kind of let me down that that's all it was, but the action, I don't think really let me down at all. It was pretty high octane and Mm -hmm. different than a lot of other action movies I've seen. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like if you went into this movie for action, that's exactly what you got. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. (laughs) Um, like everything was just so cool (laughs) and they, they, they like set him up to be cool. Right. Yeah. And at the beginning of the movie, um, it's like a show don't tell kind of thing. Like they just throw everything at you. They're like, wait, what? He's just able to like he's like breaking the concrete right for me i knew what was in the concrete but sam's like what is what is he doing right now why does he have a sledgehammer like what's going on and like she had all these questions and i wish i had like less prior knowledge because i would have the same questions uh-huh but unfortunately like i kind of knew what was kind of happening but um like in that perspective though it's kind of like um kind of building up it's like um unveiling the curtain a little bit one at one at a time you know because um you're like yosef right like you have no idea who this guy is you're just like oh he's just some dude whose wife's died right but no uh-huh. he's like a cold-blooded assassin ex-assassin killer guy right and and not only he's is he an ex-assassin he's like the best of the best right yeah and it's so funny when um uh the car dealer guy he's like why'd you punch my son he's like he <laughs> he uh stole john wick's car and killed his dog and Vigo's just like, oh. <laughs> he just hangs up. It's like that's like, the only I, explanation he needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, my, my son deserved to get punched in the face for that. Right. Um, so I thought I thought that I, I like I like that. Like it was like building up to like how cool John Wick is. Uh-huh. Um and after I've kind of like got over the fact that the movie has bad dialogue and stuff, I was like, you know what, it's let's just see how cool this gets. <laughs> uh they definitely did that whole build up scene pretty well. Uh, at first, though, I thought some of it was kind of corny. Like, Vigo, you, you're led to believe since you see how Yosef acts and you see the people around him. Then he goes up to Vigo and he's like this big boss. You know, the first time you ever have an interaction with him, he's like closing this deal. And then his right hand man's like, you know, you got the deal closed, but you didn't, really didn't give them an alternative, did you? So you know that he's like this hard line type of guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't mess with this guy. 
And then whenever he was describing John Wick to Yosef, just like how afraid he was of Wick, uh, and that kind of portrayed alongside with Keanu Reeves just like smashing some concrete, I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of corny. Like, I don't know if Keanu Reeves to me wasn't like a person that I've seen as like terrifying, right? Like mm-hmm. in other action movies he's been in, like he's cool. He does the action well, but he's not like this terrifying menace, like something yeah, yeah. that strikes the heart in the biggest of crime lords. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, I really hope that they follow through well with this legend they're kind of building up for him. Because mm-hmm. him, like Vigo was just utterly terrified. He basically told his son, like, there's nothing you can do, boy. You better just run. <laughs> like, John Wick's mm-hmm. coming for you, and he's going to basically get you. Like, I'll try to stop him, but more than likely, you're going to die. And I was like, wow. I mean, it, it definitely shifts the character for you. Because like you said, all you know is that he's a guy who's like kind of on his own. His wife died. It's kind of sad. He just seems like a normal guy, though, right? Maybe he got rich through some other means other than crime. He could have been like a tech developer. You don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Keanu Reeves, the way that he plays his roles, can kind of be whatever you want him to be. You know, as an actor, he could fit into a lot of different roles. And I had never really seen him in such an intimidating role. Uh, But after they followed up all the buildup with the efficient killing, which is just right after, in the scene right after they come to like attack him at his home, and you see just how he kills, then it became a lot less corny to me. I was like, I'm glad that immediately after this long description, they follow it up with like showing you what he can do. And it felt mm-hmm. correct, right? With the description yeah. that they said. It was like planned really well. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to go back a little bit though with the, the, the intro dialogue with like, it was William Defoe and Keanu Reeves. Did you yeah. not find that awkward? Like extremely awkward? That's like the first like voice lines that happened in the movie. And it was just like, they were talking, but they weren't like talking to each other. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Did you feel that way? He was like something, my wife. And then Willem Dafoe's like, you don't have to blame yourself. And he's like, I'm really sad. And he's like, don't worry. It's going to get better. And he like walks. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> First of all, I was surprised to see Willem Dafoe because I did not expect him in this movie. No. Yeah. I didn't even realize that either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last time I'd seen him was in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'm like the green goblins in this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was very brief. And honestly, over this entire movie, there's not a whole lot of dialogue. And you're right. I mean, that was a very brief interaction and it was the first dialogue we're kind of treated to. Honestly, I don't think that John says much, period. You know, he's, he's a man of very few words. So it was interesting. Um, and I thought he was pretty awesome. It was nice to see him again. Like, it's nice to see him in a different role. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen, I've seen like, like Platoon, like a couple movies with him in it, but you know, I really know him as Spider-Man or Green Goblin Spider-Man. Right. Um, so that was pretty cool. But um, I, I really also like enjoyed the, the kind of the emotional buildup to like the whole dog thing. Right. And mm-hmm. like why that's a significant reason for him to go out of his way. And I like how they explain it. Like when he's like tied up, like Vigo has him for the first time. Like he, he thinks he has him, I guess. And, um, he, he like goes like on this like like emotional rant about why it was so important that this dog is dead and i was like man, that's kind of sad man yeah i think it was hard for like a lot of them to understand why he would do all this for a dog but yeah you you understand you do especially when they give you the like the montage of his wife and how he finds out that she's sick and he doesn't say a whole lot of why he's sad until that moment where Vigo does tie him up and he just kind of lets it all out. And he's like yelling at him and he's saying like, 
if you don't release me, then I will kill you and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but a lot of other characters talk about how much like his wife meant to him and that they know that he was retiring from this life to be with her, to like get the silver lining at the end. And that was it for Mm -hmm. him. Like that was the great retirement to a normal life. And that's what his wife represented. And when she died, he had nothing like he didn't want to go back to being a killer. He, he had left that for her and now she was out of his life. So that dog was like the last portion of her on this planet earth. And it was taken from him so savagely. So Mm -hmm. it was definitely a good buildup. But, and it also just weird how it's like a wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. Like he's, he's just going to get gas with the dog he got the day before. Like his wife died, what, like a day after he got the dog, right? It was pretty soon. It was like a day, like a day or two, right? Yeah. And then he got the dog pretty soon after. And then literally the day after that, he gets, his house gets invaded and then they killed the dog. And it was also extremely coincidental too, that that was the son of like the crime boss he had worked for, for years. Like, mm-hmm. of course, you know, his, and then also why would his son not know about John Wick? If, if John Wick had been like a family assassin for years, then wouldn't Yosef have at least been exposed to him or even seen him around? That's kind of the question I had. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or even like the name, right? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, he may not, not have known the face and if the dad was, you know, you know, he likes to tie blue scents, probably didn't tell too many people about it, right? Yeah, maybe not, but you would think um, that John Wick would be like a name that strikes fear in all of the crime bosses out there. So if Yosef was in like this crime enterprise, you would think that, like you said, he would have at least heard the name before. Um, another, another funny thing, so they, they need these, like, they get paid with these like special gold coins or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, that's how like the currency is. And it's funny because they, they set up like the hierarchy of like law, but they do it kind of like subtly. Because there's a dead guy that John Wick just killed, and like a cop, it's like it's like noise complaint. He's like, yeah, noise complaint. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm just finishing up uh, some business or whatever, and he's like, I will let you do it, and he walks away. Mm-hmm. Um, so they that that way they kind of set up the like the higher like why cops aren't really getting involved with any of this like later down this line. I think that's what that was for, mm-hmm. and that's what I assume it was for. I don't know how you took it, um. But like when they get, he gets to the hotel and he's like paying to get into like this like club. My, my one question was, do like these musicians also have to pay to get in? Like, are they cold blooded killers as well? Like, is like everybody in here a killer? Like even like the people who don't do anything? Yeah. Uh, like definitely all of them. Money? I would think that they all at least know where they are. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, they know this is, this is the hub of the underworld and I'm not sure it would make sense if they were. Like if they all were killers, but some of them mm-hmm. just may be that type of person. Like they're, they're okay with performing for killers. They were at least kind of in the underworld enough to know about this place. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they, if they would have to be killers, but they would definitely have to be some type of criminal or be involved in some type of criminal activity. That's the way I took it. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to, they could be kind of less, lesser Mm-hmm. criminal people because like the, the, the cleanup crew guy who just basically like picks up the bodies and cleans them puts them someplace right right i don't know what he does with them but the, those henchmen are getting paid right and they're not killing anybody necessarily they're just kind of like cleaning up the mess of other people's bad doings so right i mean like you have the front desk guy too at the hotel i mean i don't think that guy was a killer but he definitely knows what's going on and he assists the assassins in their tasks i mean yeah whenever john wick says he's here on business the guy knows exactly what he's talking about so Mm, that's true 
I, I really, I really like the vibe of the hotel though. It's kind of like, you know, this is like a, it's like a sanctuary for them. Like no business can be conducted here. Or there's dire consequences. Like mm-hmm. this is like the, the cool chill place. And you can, you know, if you have business with somebody there, you know, you could potentially just like meet them. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to kill you later. So yeah, let's have a drink. <laughs> yeah. And I like how they established there were very severe consequences if you broke those rules. Like uh, when that female assassin reaches out to Vigo saying that he that she will complete the contract on Wick there at the Continental. He's like, wow, that's really brazen. But if she's willing to do it, I'll pay her double. Uh, like even Vigo's kind of a little disgusted or appalled that she would want to do that on Continental grounds. But because she's willing to do it, I guess it demands a higher price because of the huge risk involved. So they, they do explain that very well, that this is the mm-hmm. reason why this is kind of a sanctuary for all these people. Yeah, I mean, I felt I felt bad for um, oh, what's his name, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I did feel bad for him too. He just John Wick was like, "Oh, right, you want to you want to make a coin?" He's like, "Sure." And he seemed like a decent guy, and then she just kills him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I think that's just also a funny part of the movie. Just like every time Keanu Reeves says anything, he's just like, "Jimmy, Harry." <laughs> he like he just like says the names very like uh-huh. very dry Perkins like I don't know that made me laugh every time he did it because it He's happened like Perkins <laughs> good to see you um I don't know that, that I thought that was hilarious because it happened like so frequently but yeah I, I know that a lot of people in the past have said that like about Keanu Reeves and all of his roles that he's more of a dry kind of flat sounding actor but he got a lot of praise for this role as John Wick. Because I think that all of that really did fit the character. Like, you don't expect a stone-cold assassin to be like, oh, hey there, how's it going, you know? He was just like, ah, hello. Here I go killing again. (laughs) Yeah, time to go kill. He's like, I'm here for business. And then he just kind of walks away. Even, like, at the very end, whenever, like, him and Vigo have that final showdown, and they're both, like, fatally wounded, and Vigo's just, like, dying there, he's like, all right, well, be seeing you, John. And then John's just like, all right, be seeing you. And he walks away. And that was like the end of these of the of the final conflict of the movie, just with that little bit of dialogue. But it mm-hmm. still fit like John Wick's persona, and it fit yeah. Keanu Reeves' portrayal. I <laughs> uh, just, it's just, I don't know. It's just too weird, dude. The whole movie, like um, the way that they just set up the the dynamics between their their like moral code system, mm-hmm. right? Like. So Marcus didn't do his job correctly, right? And he did it on purpose, obviously, because he wanted to save John, but which kind of, I wonder why he even agreed to begin with if he knew that he wasn't, I mean, I guess, I guess he agreed to protect John. Like, I'm going to go out of my way to- That's what I interpreted it as. Like, yeah. he, he agreed, and then he probably was fed some information by Vigo to, like, know John's whereabouts, and he did that to keep tabs on him and protect him. Because mm-hmm. at first it seems like, oh my gosh, like, he was like buddy buddy with him at his wife's funeral. Like, why would this mm-hmm. happen? Um, but no, he he he's went out of his way to save him like kind of twice. Right? right. He like fake shot him. Like he obviously didn't do that on purpose because you, you see him with a sniper later and you're like, okay, no, he's a good shot. He didn't do that on purpose. Um, that first time he tries to shoot John from uh the window, right? Right. Um, but then I felt bad, you know, like he has to get the, the bulk of it at the end because he gets beat up and then killed. And that's the catalyst for like John going and then the, the hotel owner basically was telling him like the moral system and like, you know, this is the code we live by. This is what we got to do. You know, he, you, you killed his son. Now he killed your friend and you're going to go do this. He's about to go on a helicopter, blah, 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 go after him or whatever. 
and he just he does just that and Vigo could have got out of it it could have been done like that could have been it but no he he has to do something or less that's like he's gonna be less respected I guess like that's why he kills him right? what do you mean that's why he kills Vigo no no that's why Vigo kills Marcus because he knows John Wick's gonna come for him if he kills Marcus and he tells John Wick that he's gonna do it but yeah. If he didn't do it, then John Wick wouldn't have co- wouldn't have wanted to come for him. Like he would have no reason to. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Otherwise, he would have just let it lie because his whole rampage was to get Yusuf. Right. Like that's who he wanted revenge on. And it seemed that everybody in in the criminal underworld kind of supported that. They were like, "Oh yeah, John's been wronged." Like they kind of knew the reason why, so they helped him along because that was like against even even these criminals have like this kind of twisted moral code, right? And mm-hmm. what Yusuf did was not cool. So they kind of helped him and then he got his business done. And yeah, the movie could have left it at that. Uh, and Vigo, I think, kind of accepted that his son was going to die very early on. And he even yeah, exactly. sold his son, basically, the location to John Wick. <laughs> For his life. <laughs> For his life, yes. And so that could have been it. But yeah, Marcus got involved. And I guess since Marcus agreed, like he kind of double-crossed Vigo. Like Vigo was like, will you take this contract? Marcus was like, yes. And since he lied to him, that I guess it was an issue of respect. He needed to set mm-hmm. things straight by killing Marcus. Like, you can't cross me, Marcus. I'm sorry. Like, we all have past. Uh, we, we have, like, these things that we've gone through, you know, these past experiences that have kind of bound us. But you can't go back on your word to me. And that's why you killed him. And it provided the perfect catalyst for John's second round of his rampage. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I was curious if the movie was going to end with just him killing Yusuf. I was almost like, you know what? That's a satisfying conclusion. He, he got the business done, right? But they had to have that second round. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to set up a potentially what, four more movies? Yeah, there's three five, right now. I think, at this point. <laughs> and I saw on Google, it says 2023 for John Wick 4. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's plenty, plenty of shooting to go around, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought the the actor for that did that played Vigo, um, the way that he would like switch between like I know at the beginning you said that he was kind of uh like you could see how terrified he was of John Wick, right? But like when he was with his like subordinates or talking to somebody else, he like had this like you know demeanor about him. Even when he was with his son, right? He was like you know very uh, aggressive with him. But every time he was alone, you could see like the emotional distress that he was having about like potentially losing his son. Like he knew that this was going to happen, especially the end where he, after he gives his son's position away, he just goes down, like have a smoke in his little like chair and just tries to like numb it out because he knows exactly what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. then when he gets that phone call, he's just like make the arrangements. Cause he's, you know, he, he's already kind of like settling into that idea. But um, every time that he's alone in a scene, you see him like in like mental distress because of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, starting with that first phone call with the O, right? That that first phone call is like him, like, oh my gosh. But which kind of makes me sad because the first time you see him, like, kind of like how you said, the first time you see this crime boss leader is him, like, in distress of John Wick. But I guess it's also supposed to like inflate how how scary John Wick is supposed to be in this universe. That like this crime boss guy is terrified of this single man, right? Right. And like I was saying, when they first present him, he's basically dominating his competitors. He's just made this big deal, and his partner says like you never really gave them another choice you know he's he's playing hardball with everybody and the fact that john wick would terrify this guy at the top of the game makes you feel wow john wick must be something else right mm-hmm. uh, but and like you is. said I, I, did, I didn't really notice this a whole lot but you kind of brought it to my attention the, the emotional distress and you're right 
you don't often see him like that. He's got to put on this tough persona, even with his son. He can't show emotion or regret that these things have happened. And you kind of see his persona crack a little bit as the movie goes on to the final confrontation. When after he, he thinks like Wick is dead for sure, right? Like he, he tied him up, he left him in that warehouse and he let his goons kind of have at him and he just said like kill him. And then Marcus saves him. Uh, maybe, maybe it was after this, after like he killed Marcus and then Wick goes back to the house and like uh, kills all of his henchmen and then uh, you know, has his final moment with Marcus. After all of that, Vigo thinks that Wick is basically dead. Like he can't live through all of this. But then, of course, you know, he sees Wick driving up, about to go kill him. And then he just starts laughing. He's like, at this point, like, I guess I just need to accept my faith, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. It, you just see him kind of break the whole tough guy facade. And he's almost hysterical at the end with his henchmen. And to the point where his right hand man goes out and he's like, okay, I'm going to go take on John Wick. And he's just like, ha, ha, good luck, you know? Like that's yeah, it. right. Yeah. And I I think he the the whole mono we mono kind of thing, like a less fist to cuff it out kind of fight at the end was kinda of lame, but it is what it is. Yeah. And we like, used to it so easily too. He's like, all right, man to man. <laughs> well because he knows he can kick his butt. Exactly. <laughs> uh he's like he's an older man. Like John Wick is significantly younger than him, what it looks like he is, right? He's at least fifteen years younger. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's more primed up, you know, he's like I have stitches that are bleeding out right now. Like I'm still going to kick your butt. So that's the crazy thing too. He spends like half the movie with these extreme injuries and stitches. They explain it. They explain it. The doctor ordered two pain medication pills. They explained Uh, it. I don't care how like, okay, whatever. Like normal. (laughs) They're on, they're super underground criminal pills. (laughs) but wouldn't he have lost them though that's the thing so he takes the pills and then he gets caught and he's in that warehouse i was talking about and then he's beat the crap out of right wouldn't he have lost the pills or did it just did the pills just stay in his jacket pocket the whole time like he just kept staying in his jacket pocket the whole time (laughs) but what 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 i don't get though is he his arm was in a sling when he went into the bed and then i don't remember that being an issue like after that true yeah i mean Especially because, like, the last fight, like I said, is mano a mano. He doesn't seem to really be hurting in either one of his arms. I guess the only explanation is the pills. Like, the pills. The doctor just, ordered, dude. Doctor yeah, ordered, dude. Pretty dang good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a crime boss, underlord, un, under, under. <laughs> he's a bad doctor. I yeah, mean, he, a good, he, know, he knows yeah, his he, stuff. He knows his drugs. He's a good, <laughs> he's a good bad doctor. Yeah, he knows yeah. his, <laughs> what I didn't understand, he, though, about that final fight is wick kind of like so vigo brings up the knife after wick is beating beating him you know he's like winning the fight pretty hard vigo has to bring his knife out because that's the only way he'd get the upper hand and then it looks like vigo's like going for him and he tries to stab him and wick kind of like holds his hand back and the knife hasn't entered john wick's body at all but he almost Mm -hmm. like goes forward to push the knife in and i think this was just like the quickest way for him to take the knife from vigo like Mm -hmm. if it was shoved into his body and Vigo lets go of it, then John Wick is able to take the knife out of his body and stab Vigo. But wouldn't there have been another way? <laughs> that scene was kind of strange to me because the way that he stabs Wick, it's like basically a fatal wound almost, and it could have gone Yeah, really like right badly. in the lung or something. <laughs> yeah, so maybe Wick knew exactly the right place in his abdomen that he could be stabbed and not have it be fatal, and that's why he, he did that. Like, it was all planned. But I don't know. I feel like if 
even even though he's seriously injured at this point, he's John Wick. There there had to be like an easier way for him to disarm Vigo and get the upper hand rather than have him yeah. stab him. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of cool though. It was like a calculated stabbing. Like I'm gonna pre-stab myself just to break your arm so I can stab you. Right. So I can neck. take your knife <laughs> because it's in my body and then stab you. It was cool. I have to admit, but I was like, there had to be a better way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you see him, like, grab guns and relocate them, right? Like, why can't he do that with a knife? Yeah. With somebody's, like, uh, wrist or something. Like, twist their wrist or I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not a cold-blooded killer, so I don't know, but... Yeah. But, yeah, but, like, John Wick does that kind of stuff where he, like, grabs the gun, like, the gun by, like, the barrel and, like, twists it around and, like, you know, redirects where the bullet's gonna go and stuff like that, so... Um, you're right, like, there, there could have been a... There might have been a better way. But, you know, maybe he was just full. He was just filled with so much adrenaline that he was like, you know what? I don't even care at this point. I just I just want to I just want to win. He stabs himself and breaks his arm. I guess he didn't really care if he lived or died. He was like, this is my final act of vengeance. And after that, who really cares at this point? Probably why he left. He's like, you know, we're both about to die. Like, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess overall, it was an interesting-ish movie. Uh, you, you said the um, movie was called Scorn, right? Originally? Yeah. I did some research, and uh, like the title was supposed to be Scorn, and that's what they were calling the project as they were working on it. <clears throat> but project Scorn. Keanu Reeves apparently liked John Wick as a character so much that he was just telling all of his friends and every, all of his coworkers that he was working on a movie called John Wick. <laughs> and Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know, but after saying it enough, I think that the people who were behind the movie were like, all right, fine, we'll change the name to John Wick. <laughs> and so it is. Hey, everybody, I'm, I'm in a new movie. What's it called? John Wick. Are you like sure? I'm, I'm, yeah, working on I'm pretty Wick. sure. It could well, have, my character's name is John Wick, so it's probably called John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> it could have just been like, he's like, oh, I'm working on John Wick, or I'm, I'm about to go to the set for John Wick. Like, maybe he never said the movie was called John Wick, but he's just like, yeah, project's John Wick. Like, that's the project, John Wick. <laughs> Even though it was, was scorn the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe he was just ignorant. Or maybe he just, kind of I funny. don't know, he wanted to make the project fully about John Wick. <laughs> I don't know. But honestly... I think John Wick is a cooler name than Scorn, so. Uh, yeah, because it, it also, like, sets the mood, right? Like, John Wick, like, this guy. Who is this guy? This movie's about this dude, and he's freaking awesome. Right, like, this is the guy. The whole movie kind of builds up that, really, the only important character truly is John Wick. <laughs> exactly. Like, Scorn doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. What does Scorn even mean? I mean, Isn't honestly. is Scorn a League of Legends character? <laughs> I don't know if Scorn would be super apt. It'd be like vengeance or revenge would be better than Scorn because like a woman (laughs) scorned, you know, that's another like famous thing. It's someone that you just like don't really associate with anymore. Like they've done, they've wronged you in some way. So I guess it's kind of accurate because Yusuf like wronged John Wick, but this movie was more about vengeance than like, I don't like you because you wronged me, right? (laughs) Yeah, He's like, it's personal. Yep. Well, anyway... I don't know. I give this movie like a four out of ten. <laughs> four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a six and a half. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that harsh. I mean, so if you're looking at it from just a plot perspective, ah, the plot's not that great. A lot of a lot of coincidences. A lot of like they tried to inject some humor too, and I was like, I oh, don't know. This is all kind of corny. The dialogue wasn't great, but action wise which honestly if you're watching john wick you're looking for some you know shooting some killing some action that was pretty great 
for the time too. I'd say like nine out of ten on the action. Probably about mm-hmm. a four or a five out of ten on plot. Like I agree, that was that was pretty weak. So overall, I'd probably give this movie a eh, seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would agree. I'm more like six and a half. Yeah, which like I think I, sat, is I, I sat and was like, I'm I'm not mad that I watched this movie, but also kind of don't uh, want to watch it anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> it's. I would I would consider it just like an average action movie, which would be like five or four out of ten. But because the action was so unique in this one, like it it was the type of stuff I had never really seen before. I mean, he he always did like three shots in the chest, one shot in the head, like and he would like dart with all of his angles going around the corners. You know, he was so efficient and barely even missed. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the way they built his legend and the way they showed how efficient of a killer he was was pretty unique to me. So that's why mm-hmm. I rated a little bit higher than average. Some of the, some of the killings were like kind of lame. Like the one where like he he obviously shot this guy in the chest, and he like ran his clip ran out, and he like the guy's just like they're wiggling around like on the pillar or whatever, and he uh-huh. like has enough time to reload. And as he shoots to like do the the finishing kill, then more henchmen come in. Like what? <laughs> like how convenient was that? It's yeah. too 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 convenient. There were a just lot of for the laugh, for sure. Just for like the giggle. Like oh let me let me reload real quick because that's funny. And I don't, I don't any humor they did too. I feel it was not appropriate in this movie. Like you're you're making a really like cold movie about this killer on a rampage. I I didn't really find any moment where I would want to laugh. You know, exactly. Like That's jokes aren't like, necessary. What? You just make it look unrealistically convenient. That's what it just looks like with stuff mm-hmm. like that for me. It's like no. I feel that I can feel that there were a few yeah. things too. like, so I looked up to see if Keanu Reeves did the stunts in this movie and he claimed an interview throughout all the John Wick movies. He does like 90% of the stunts. Uh, so most oh, wow. of what you see is him. There were a few times when like, I felt his movements were kind of awkward. Like he's running through a hallway and he's kind of like limping around almost, I guess he's injured, but like if, if he was this trained killer for, I don't know how many decades, you would think that he would still be a bit more precise with like the angles he was taking or like sliding and darting around. There was also this one scene too, where like he's on top of a car and instead of just like jumping down to the ground, he like falls and like hits his elbow on the car windshield and then kind of like rolls to the ground. I'm like what? Why was that <laughs> yeah, necessary? <you're> right. <laughs> <laughs> so some of those had me kind of scratching my head, but overall, uh, seeing as he probably did most of his own stunts, he did a pretty good job. It's pretty impressive. I, I've seen like that video of him, like at like a shooting range, and he's just like going hard at like these like dummies. Have you seen uh, that video? I haven't. Um, that was a long, I saw it a long time ago, but like I've known about John Rick that long. But for whatever reason, I've just never seen this first movie. Nothing has been like I really want to go see this movie. No, nothing inside of me has made me want to go do that. <laughs> it, yeah, and same for me. If I hadn't seen it. Uh, at Target in the in the five dollar bin, I probably still wouldn't have seen it for a long time. Nothing really did yeah. interest me enough. Even when he was in Fortnite as like the tier one hundred skin, I was like, "That's cool," but is it gonna make me? See that was even real John yeah. Wick. That was just like the thing. And then they put real John Wick in later. <laughs> Everyone called it John Wick, but I guess it really wasn't. Yeah, I know. They never really did like a collab, did they? No, they did. They did. So oh, they did. That was that one, and then they added Keanu Reeves John Wick later, and it's called ah, John Wick. Let's get yeah. So John Wick is in Fortnite. But like that, that skin was like, I think it was supposed to pretend to be John Wick, like a kind of like a play, like a like ripoff a yeah. parody. Yeah, parody. Um, but then they, they just got the rights to Keanu Reeves, John Wick and put him in the game. So Keanu Reeves is in Fortnite. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, Zach, you got any ending thoughts on this? 
Nope. I think it's I mean, if, place, if you're looking for just kind of a throwaway action flick, fun action is it's fun. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't not recommend it. But if you're looking for plot, this ain't it. <laughs> if you just want yeah. a fun time, though, you can watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, if you made it this far, my question to all of y'all is what was your initial thoughts of watching John Wick? All right. And with that, Zach, I will see you next time. All right. Sounds good. See ya.